can we please use common sense? And good morning, everybody. Hope everyone's having a fantastic day. It is a wonderful Tuesday here at Instagram. How are you? Love you guys. Um, what did I wanted to go over today was a couple of things. First of all, my name is Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training, and this is the Fuck Up with Jeff Show. And I'm on every Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Standard Time. I stream live on Instagram. I stream live on Mobile. I stream live on Facebook and on YouTube. Pretty, and I'm starting a brand new show, Common Sense Talks with Jeff. What everyone's thinking about, what he wants to say, and that will be streamed exclusively, exclusively on Rumble. Um, and I will be getting I do an interview today. I'm doing interviews with different people from all different walks of life. Whether you I agree with you, disagree with you, if you're capable of having a conversation, I'm more than happy to sit down with you and actually have a conversation with you. You know, I'd like to talk to people, but disagree, but are you capable of having a conversation? Like a rational conversation. Talk like a human. Can you do it? I'll talk to you. Um, so I think it's really, really important that the conversations get out there, that people talk with people that they actually don't agree with, um, people that they do agree with, people that they want to learn more from, and that's what I'm starting the podcast on, and it launches within the next two weeks. I've got five interviews lined up already. It's not going to be a daily interview yet, um, a show. Um, it's not going to be live. I pre-record all my um, shows just because of time of my guests to accommodate them. Uh, but what I wanted to talk today about was I usually do single topic shows in the morning. If you haven't heard of yesterday's show, I went on a hell of a fucking rant. So jump into yesterday's morning show. If you, uh, we gave yesterday, we're giving away, if you go to our Instagram stories or our Instagram page, Look at the last one or two posts where it talks about cafe training. And if you put in the word cafe, C-A-F-E, cafe, in the um, message box, comment box, we send you a free cafe training uh, uh, video. We gave out over 500 of those um, videos uh, just in 12 hours yesterday, 500 of them. So it's free. No obligation, no credit card. Just put it in there. Just put it in there. Today, I wanted to talk about a common thing that's being narrated um, out there, um, parented out there, and I really wanted to just talk more in depth about it because I think it's just a it's a catchphrase that gets overused and um, misunderstood, and not no one is no one gives an explanation, and even people that say it can't give an explanation, and I'll get and I'll get to that. So we have a um, you'll hear about this very very soon. We have a intense Malinois, intense, big Malinois, twice the size of my Malinois. And if any of you have worked with Mal's before, you know, there's, I don't want to say regular size, but just like regular size. And then there's really big ones. This dog has got so much intensity and so much drive behind it. It's incredible. It's from um, overseas and a couple moved here into the Sarasota area and now they're living in an apartment. And um, the owner is doing a great, great job with it. Very knowledgeable owner. She actually works with other dogs as well. But she's trying to acclimate her working dog into a family dog life, which can be done, which can be done. So for the folks out there saying she should have a Malinois, yes, she should. She actually can handle this Malinois. But getting it to be a family pet dog from a working dog, moving from farmland to city life, apartment living, it's two different things. So we'll have this intense, intense, Malinois coming in. 
and we're teaching this dog that is a high, high drive dog to be calm in a house. It's not going to ruin it, by the way. So that will be announced that course very, very soon and on pre-sale. There's a common narrative out there that says, and I've got three cameras going, so I'll try to pay attention to all the cameras that are going here. There's a common narrative out there that talks about if you correct a dog from growling, if you correct the signs of an unwanted behavior, you're creating a ticking time bomb that will then later explode um, at some point because you didn't get to the root cause of the issue. And this tends to be parroted. This tends to be parroted. Um, uh, actually, Marino, just real quick, it's not, a, it's not the wrong dog. It's a great owner. It's a perfect client. It's a perfect client. So I know where you're coming from, and I come from the same place a lot, but it's the perfect client. She's owned this dog for years, two years. It's a perfect client. She's in a different living situation right now. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. The dog will be fine as well. But I understand what you're going through, and I've talked about that numerous times as well. It's not a, she didn't just get the dog, all right? Um, just didn't get the dog. Okay, so I'm wrong. That's fine. I'm wrong. You disagree with me. You disagree with me. But what you can do is get rid of the dog. It doesn't work that way. Um, especially when you can um, train the dog to live uh, in city living. Well, that's fine. You disagree with me. But I'll, let me go back into my thing. And then we'll address it afterwards. Um, what's important is that people understand this whole ticking time bomb thing. When people say, um, when people say that uh, if you squash, if you suppress the behavior, a dog will eventually explode and do the bad behavior. Well, the first question I ask, um, the first question that I ask is for people to, um, The first question I ask for people is, how do you know that? How do you know? How do you know? How do you know that squashing, suppressing, you're suppressing the behavior and then it's a ticking time bomb? So the person that says that, um, how many times have you done it? How many times have you done it? And they'll say, never. But I'll say, well, how do you know? How do you know that? So you're parenting something that someone else says, but how do you know that that's the, that's the case? You're not going to create a ticking time bomb, but let me give you a better example. Let's forget about aggression. Let's forget about aggression. Let's just talk about in general. Let's just talk about in general that... If you don't keep up with the training, if you don't keep up with the training, the dog will then misbehave. So let's forget about the ticking time bomb of aggression. Let's talk about just the ticking time bomb of just not listening to a recall, not downing on command. If a dog believes you that it's not supposed to behave a certain way, it won't have a ticking time bomb. But Step one, see, it's more involved than just correcting the first signs of the unwanted behavior. 
It's also all the information that comes after that. So for instance, so for instance, if, if the dog, let's say, doesn't listen to a downstay, and you correct it for not doing the downstay, and then it doesn't, then it does the downstay. Then you can easily say, well, if you do that, because what you did was you corrected the dog for not doing the command. If you do that, the dog will eventually just blow off your commands. Well, not if the dog associates you with someone that it's supposed to listen to. So we can have a dog around us, not duplicate that behavior. And then if we train the owner on how to do the exact same thing, and then the dog actually believes that the owner is believable, then I guess I'll listen to my owner. And no ticking time bomb appears. But we can use the ticking time bomb theory without even saying correcting. We can go as far as saying, if you don't train your dog, you're creating a ticking time bomb, right? If you don't train your dog, you're creating a ticking time bomb. If you're not consistent, you create a ticking time bomb. What is this ticking time bomb? It makes it sound scary. Like the whole, like the dog's gonna explode and everyone around it's going to die or get injured. See, there's a common thing where people will say it's a two-part thing. You're creating a ticking time bomb because you didn't get to the root cause of the behavior. Well, that's bullshit. If you stop the unwanted behavior and the dog understands that it's not allowed to behave a certain way around you, and then eventually, because of all the other training you're doing, it's not supposed to behave like that at all, where's the ticking time bomb? And for the people that quote that and say that, the first question to always ask them is, how many times have you corrected the precursor to an unwanted behavior and then later the, ticking, the, the dog is actually like exploding? We can say that about any behavior. We can say that about any behavior. We can say that if you, let's say this, if you redirect the dog, if you redirect the dog, you're creating a ticking time bomb. We can say that, can't we? I mean, that makes sense. If you don't correct the unwanted behavior and you just redirect the unwanted behavior. So if my dog is leash reactive and every time that it's loading on another dog, I redirect it to something better so it doesn't explode. So I'm using redirection, I'm creating a ticking time bomb. Because if my timing is off, because if my timing is off, Right? So if my timing is off, then the dog then explodes. The dog doesn't listen to the command. So I find that interesting. So as somebody who has spent the last 20 years correcting loading, correcting unwanted behaviors, I'm not seeing the ticking time bomb. Now, what I am seeing is any owner that is not consistent will get inconsistent behavior from their dog. Any owner that is not consistent will get non-consistent behavior from their dog. It's not an aggressive conversation. It's an animal behavior conversation. 
if you're selective on letting your dog pull on the leash, bolt through doorways, your dog will be inconsistent. But if you're consistent, it will become an expected behavior. So it's the root cause. The root cause is your dog doesn't take you seriously. That's the root cause. But if you're, if the dog knows it can't explode around you, well, you got the, to the root of the behavior. Like, what are you going to do? Shrink the dog? So it's more complicated than that. That's just a catchphrase. That's a cut and paste catchphrase. Creating a ticking time bomb. All I can say is, I'm not seeing ticking time bombs. Now, what I am seeing is, well, Jeff, are you trying to say that if a biting dog goes home, it'll never bite again? I never said that. In fact, I say the opposite. I said, if an owner is not consistent, the dog probably will bite again. And it's not because you didn't get rid of the problem. It's because the owner wasn't believable. But if you stop the unwanted behavior, they do a lot of reward-based training on the right behaviors, stay consistent on any loading and, and, and any display of um, unwanted behaviors. then the dog's going to be inconsistent. There's your ticking time bomb right there. But they scare you. That sounds really scary, doesn't it? Ticking time bomb. If you do this protocol, if you use a punitive-based protocol to stop an unwanted behavior, all you're doing is suppressing the behavior. And that's where we, we've done a whole show on suppression before. It's like, and there's nothing wrong with suppression. Suppression is not bad. All unwanted behaviors get suppressed or not suppressed. Every dog is capable of every unwanted behavior. Every dog is capable of every unwanted behavior. So many people will never see their dog get into a dog fight until it's attacked. Holy shit, my dog got into a dog fight today. Well, what happened? Oh, an awfully strong ran up to it and attacked it. I'm like, okay, well, I've never seen that before. Has your dog ever been attacked by another dog? No. Okay, well, there you go. Right? So the ticking time bomb theory is a lie when it comes to suppressing the behavior. What it is is, it's an inconsistent owner. It's a non-believable owner that creates the dogs to be inconsistent. That's what it really is. So it's not the ticking time bomb. It's just about inconsistency of believability of the owner. That's what it boils down to. That's what it boils down to. Right? That's what it boils down to. So just wanted to throw that out there for everybody that don't be scared if somebody says, don't correct the unwanted behavior because you're going to create a ticking time bomb. If you always correct unwanted behaviors, and then if you reinforce as your step one, and then if you reinforce wanted behaviors and you stay consistent with correcting any sign of an unwanted behavior, 
we have a dog that goes, well, I don't want to do these unwanted behaviors because they suck. I'd rather do the wanted behavior. Right? So, just a little bit. I've gone at length about this stuff before. And I'm more than happy to keep going, but this is pretty much when people say that that happens, they actually have never done it before, most likely. So they don't know. They just heard about it. What do we have over here? Rumble, Rumble says, good morning. Bully Strong says, it's starting to click. I have avoided situations with my cattle dog, Shepherd, who has a single explosive fighting history and has had saddle basic obedience. They start setting them up and expecting to. Yeah, you expect your dog. What you do is you set your dog up to make mistakes just so you can educate your dog. So just so you can correct your dog. Set the dog up to make mistakes. Say no. Correct the dog. So it learns that that behavior is not acceptable. By avoiding the unwanted behavior, it will never learn that the unwanted behavior is not acceptable. And then you obviously train what you want. And see, it's a two-part thing. You're not just going around blasting your dog for making the wrong choices. You're also training your dog for the right choices. Good morning, everyone. Happy Wednesday, Allison. Good morning to you. Let's see over here on um, doing the Instagram. Any kind of Instagram. Make sure everybody goes to Solid K9 Academy, Solid K9 Academy, and then I'll get Solid. I'm uh, sorry, Jeff Gelman Seminars. Jeff Gelman Seminars. We've got seminars are back on the road. All right. What do we have over here on um, Facebook and on YouTube? These are all our good morning crews. We've got Snugglebots, Constance, Avi, Sid, Reno, um, Brittany, Jojo. Um, good morning. Marino says bad idea. So you're talking about, so let's talk about this Marino for a little bit. I have often said that your average family should not get a Malinois. I actually have been saying that for years. But number one, Marino, you're obviously very strong. Tommy. You know, you're telling me that I'm wrong. Tell me that it's the wrong dog. It, yada, yada, yada. You went as far as saying, um, if the, they can't train the dog, it's the wrong dog. So, Marino Canine, let me ask you a question. What do you do for a living? What do you do for a living? Because you said if you have to hire somebody to train dogs, you can have a dog. What do you do for a living? And you have number one, Marino. So, you're a regular fan on the show, mad respect. Were you there? Were you there last night when we did the filming? Were you there? Did you talk to the clients? Do you know the skill set of the, of the, of the, um, client. When they lived over in Indonesia, they got this dog to be a sport dog. She has competed at a higher level with this dog. It is incredibly well obedience trained in its modality of sport. And after two and a half years, they moved to the United States. They're in a different situation right now. Okay, now they're in a different situation. Like life happens, life happens. They weren't sitting in an apartment and saying, I wanna get a Malinois. This is a highly skilled trainer who has focused 100% on sport and has been told by their sport trainer in Indonesia that everything that I'm going to suggest is wrong. And they've been extremely well in sport. This, this person has got very, very good dog skills. 
I was there. I was there last night with Joelle and Angelo. I observed the dog. I talked to the client. You were not there. I was there. These are not people that have just said, oh, it would be cool to have a Malinois. These are people that lived in another country and she specifically got a dog for dog sports. And she like this, this dog is highly trained. Highly trained. This dog can do a down on command on a send away at 100 feet. Dog is flying, flying towards something. Plots, boom, into a down at full drive. Recall, recalling. Plots, boom, down, full drive. Dog recalls to a, to a finish. Dog knows plots, dog knows sits, dog knows watch. Highly trained dog. This owner has got very, very good skills. But they've never had to focus on pet dog training, family dog training. They need help with the dog relaxing. So it's not the wrong dog for the trainer. Life changes. Life changes. So I was there, Maria. So out of respect, you were not there. You hope the kids are okay? Why? Why? Did I say anything about the dog biting kids? I own a Malinois. I've got kids. And then when you say the dog is the dog, you can't train it. Really? I highly disagree with you. So Marino Canine, what do you do? Don't you train dogs? Don't you change behavior in dogs? Don't people hire you? Do people hire you? Are you a dog training company? Right? People come to you for help and you help them. That's how you make a living, I imagine. So all the people that hire you shouldn't have dogs? Is that what you're saying? I'm just trying to figure out where you're coming from. I have, But I'm right there with you. I have often said regular families shouldn't get a Malinois. I'm the, I've been saying that for years. But this is a different situation. It's a situation that I and Joelle are very familiar with, and you are not. And you are not, because you're not there. You didn't see the dog. You didn't meet the dog. You didn't talk to the clients. You don't know the skill set of the owner. You don't know anything about the dog. We do. Correct? We do. But I've also often parented what you said. But to say the dog is the dog, you can't train it? What do you mean I can't train it? I can't train this dog to become a family pet? Really? I've done this with police canines before. I've taken police canines and made them, they were left in a kennel in the back because they couldn't go into the house. I've been able to acclimate them into the house around children. So of course I can train the dog. I'm just confused. I'm confused where you're coming from. That's all. That's all. Looking for a conversation. That's all. Um, obviously, as humans tend to bottle things up and blow, but dogs get over things faster than they do. Um, Marina says, you should train your own dog. If you have to hire somebody, you have too much dog. They ha she has trained her own dog. She's done an incredible job with her own dog. Her dog is incredibly well-trained. But she needs help with the home stuff. 
So if you have to hire somebody, you have too much dog. What do, so again, what do you do, Marino? She is going to be training her own dog. Oh, the dog is titled in BH. Thanks, Joelle. The dog is titled in BH. She did it all herself. She titled her own dog. So to say that she, it's too much dog for her, really? She titled her own dog. I'd say she has skills. But she never had to worry about it being living in Sarasota, Florida, from Indonesia, because life changes. So what do we suggest? She just gets rid of her dog after two years? She will be training her dog. We will we will get the we will get the beginning start, go, we will get the beginning going, and then we do one-on-ones with her. And she'll be doing the work. I'm here. Hi, Jeff. I have a problem with my dog. He doesn't let me take control of a situation where an off-leash off dog comes towards him. I try to put him behind me or sit behind me to make the other dog away, but he tries to bypass me. Yeah, that's common. Decides to take control of the situation, sometimes attack the dog. Um, the off-leash dog, what is recommended to do? Well, you're doing the right thing. You want to get the dog behind you, and then you want to boot the dog. You want to boot the dog. You want to boot the dog. But it happens. So you, the more you do that, and just up up the obedience more, up the up a solid down around distractions, teach better impulse control. But when you have an off-leash dog coming towards you, it's a very dangerous situation. It's a very dangerous situation. Spike says, good morning, good morning to you, Marino. It's like buying shoes that are five sizes too big and then trying to get them to fit comfortably. Okay. So Marino, like five, five comments up, you said that I was wrong. I'm just going to tell you, Marino, you're wrong. You don't have all the information. Like I just said, like you all reminded me, she has titled, she, she has titled her own dog. She has got incredible skills. The dog is highly trained. So let's say she wanted to get into agility. Let's say she wanted to get into agility. Should she hire a trainer? Let's say she wanted to get into dock diving. Should she hire a trainer? Let's say she wanted to do trick training. Should she hire a trainer? Let's say she wanted to get into tracking. Um, well, no, she does tracking. Let's say she wanted to get into trick training. Let's say she wanted to get into another modality of, 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 of working dog. Should she hire a trainer or should she just know? So on Marino, you know, on this one, you're wrong. And this one, you're wrong. We've done this. We've done this so many times with working dogs. So many times with working dogs. This is not an ignorant owner. She just needs some help. That's all. So we give her help. We give her help. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Says, Good morning. Um, you can't fix everything. Yeah, Marino, I understand that. But you don't know this dog. But you don't know this dog. Why do they need you to train the dog? Okay, Marino, we're done. We're done with this conversation because you're being, okay, I've been lucky. All right, you know what, Marino? So I don't mind, um, I don't mind 
but now you're now you're being disrespectful. So all disrespectful people, um, all disrespectful have to be removed from my show. So you've been removed from my show because you're being disrespectful. So I have a rule. I do not, I do not, I do not mind discussion, but to tell me that I've been lucky, you're banned from the show. Because that's disrespect. Because you're discounting my skill sets. But I have a proven track record. So you, you can jump on Rumble and argue with me that. I don't agree with the statement that if you have to hire someone to help you train your dog, then you have too much dog. Of course not. That's what dog trainers are for. Awesome. Mossy says, good morning, Kev. Uh, train on. Yep. So I don't know what happened with that. But that doesn't make sense for me at all. Owners need help. But again, this owner has so much skill set. Do you know how many working dogs that I have helped turn into family pets? Yep, it's all because I got lucky. God forbid I actually have skills. It was all luck. Jeff Gelman just has luck. Yep, I work with dogs that are high drive working dogs and turn them into family pets. And I've gotten lucky. God forbid I have skills. God forbid Joel has skills. God forbid Courtney has skills. It's all based on luck. The two dogs are going to do. He's not a trainer. He's got a couple of courses and knows enough about training to get him in trouble. Got it. Got it. So after you've trained 10,000 dogs and you've got a good success record and you've worked with so many dogs, then maybe we can have a conversation. Okay. Instead of just tell me your thing. It's too bad. I actually enjoyed you on the show, but you insulted me. That's what I mean about civil. I don't mind people disagreeing with me. You have to be civil. You have to be civil. And when you insult me, you're not being civil. That's not civil. And that would just go back and forth, back and forth, and back and forth. Obviously, sport and pet are different worlds. Of course, they're different worlds. So we have to introduce a different world to the owner and the dog. That's all. So I've gotten lucky with my dog, Tex. Okay. It was a working line Malinois. Joelle's gotten lucky with her dog, Wes, who's a working line shepherd. I've owned three working line shepherds, and they all lived in my house fine around other dogs. And we've gotten lucky. Okay. Uh, Douglas says, I can't fix my car, should I not own one? Right. Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. What's actually happening? Just watch the, watch, come back and watch the replay. Watch the replay. Hi, Jeff. Good morning, Leanne. Um, hey, Jeff, speaking of males, I'm on, uh, I'm on a vet Facebook group, and someone posted yesterday about having an aggressive male who resource cards to female owner from a partner vets all recommend euthanasia that's that that can be fixed rather easily we do that all the time so talk to the person tell them to look at our uh 
resource card. We have a resource starting video on Solid Canine Academy, and have that person if they want to reach out for a thirty minute um, a thirty minute consult. Vets are not exactly the best people to um, uh, not exactly the best people to get training advice from. Um, let's see, let's see. Leon say, by the way, it's Kathleen. I never joined in this room. Oh, hi, Kathleen. How are you? Deb says, good morning from Sarasota. Good morning. Um, let's see. Roscoe? Roscoe Levin. How would you explain to Pal, his dog is an asshole? Oh, so your friend. How do you explain to your dog, your friend, that your dog is an asshole? He marks everything constantly and rudely dominates every dog he thinks of play. The dog doesn't like peeing on grass. Okay. Well, you could be very frank with the, you know, if this is a friend of yours, you can sit your friend down and you say, listen, I'm observing these things with your dog and it's going to get your dog into a fight. It's going to get your dog into a fight. To get your dog into a fight, so you just explain to it. all you can do. This is it's in Roscoe, it's going to be frustrating, right? You notice these things, your friend probably doesn't, but at least you can say your piece respectfully. Douglas says a dog can live in the sport in the pet world, of course, it can, it just needs to live in the pet world, and we're going to show it live. We'll have live, this will be in the membership program. We have a membership course coming out, membership program coming out. We'll be launching that soon. And we'll be, we're going to make a course out of this, how to take a high drive dog and turn it into a family pet without destroying its working. We do it all the time. But I got lucky. Sid says, guess I'm just lucky too, Jeff. Two high drive GSGs. I trade myself learning from you and Joel. Thank you. Yeah. It's got to be luck. God forbid we have skill. So in 20 years, I've been doing it wrong. And for 20 years, I've been just having luck. So, no, I, it's people say that because they can't do it. People say that because they can't do it. Again, you can't insult, you can't insult me. That's it. You can tell me I'm wrong, but say that I've been lucky. All right. So you don't take me seriously. You don't take me seriously. You don't take my skill set seriously. All right. Let's see. Check out uh, Solid Canine Academy. Solid Canine Academy. Great courses there. At a minimum, get onto our email mailing list. Also, go to yesterday's post for if you want to get a free course, a free course on. Um, cafe training, go to yesterday's post in the comment section, just write cafe. Spickle Bun says, I need help with my German Shepherd dog. Yes, I don't deserve to have a well-behaved service dog in training. He's come so far. He's so well suited for the work. Yep. Yeah. I know. So these are ridiculous comments. It's just all owner-shaming stuff. And it's all owner-shaming, and most owners have been shamed enough, and that's not fair. You know, that's not fair. And we'll be showing this dog live. 
What do you know? We'll show our work. All right, everybody. Madly in love with all of you. Everyone have a fantastic day. Big day here in Florida. A lot going on. Everyone um, is going to do something great today to help some people. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.